It's your girl, Marisa, and you are listening to the Heard That with Marisa Tigney podcast. What's up, Heard That Nation? Y'all have asked, and you've asked, and you've asked, and it's finally open. The Heard That With Marisa online store at heardthatwithmarisa.com. I got the merch. Finally happened. Swaggy tees, amazing hats, other kinds of different merchandise that I got on there. Check it out today. Thank you for supporting your girl. Uh, Fill up a shopping bag with all kinds of stuff. Give away as gifts or keep it for yourself. All kinds of amazing swag and merchandise. Check it out today. Heard that with Marisa.com. I appreciate your support. One of the amazing things that I love to do with my time, I love working out and serving in the community. And through that time, I have met some amazing people and I have met some extraordinary kids. And the one thing, believe it or not, that kids love and ask for is books. Because many of them I found that they, they absolutely love reading, which is absolutely incredible. Um, I am so proud that I've met an incredible man uh, by the name of Trevor Romaine, and he is an author. He's an illustrator that has the most amazing, amazing literature for kids and for educators and for teachers, as well as parents. You have to check out his books. You have to check out his digital downloads. Uh, I'm, I'm a huge fan of it. If you go to TrevorRomain.com, uh, T-R-E-V-O-R-R-O-M-A-I-N, no E at the end.com. Check out all of his materials that he has, all his books, all his literature and digital downloads. You can save 15%. All heard that listeners. If you check it out, save 15% at the end of your checkout. Use the code heard that H-E-A-R-D-T-H-A-T and save 15%. You, I'm telling you what, it is some of the best materials out there that can help children and families become happier, healthier, and more confident. So use the code heard that save 15% off at trevorromaine.com today. What's up, Heard That Nation listening in the United States and around the world. You are now listening to the Heard That with Marisa Tigney podcast. If you are watching right now on YouTube, hit that subscribe button so you stay in the know of every new episode and every guest that I have on this show. I'm going to tell you, it has been a phenomenal week of victory for all of my teams. And if you're watching on YouTube right now, you can see that I'm rocking the Detroit Lions hat today because they just keep on winning and winning and winning. And all the media experts, and I've said it many times on this show, that they have said that the Lions were going to win three games. 
I thought maybe four or five games. We're up to six. Six and seven going into the weekend playing at the New York Football Jets. Uh, the rest of their schedule looks winnable. And ending going into the enemy's camp of the Green Bay Packers. And I think that we're going to take a W there. I, I honestly think the Detroit Lions somehow are going to sneak into the postseason. So I'm very excited about what is going on and that the offense is turning it around. The defense is turning it around. Everybody is operating on all cylinders right now. The whole mentality of everybody is just a winning mentality. Finally, grit, as it was talked about in Hard Knocks, because the Detroit Lions was featured in Hard Knocks this past season uh, a few months ago. Finally, they are getting it. We're seeing the grit. We're seeing the results. We're seeing Goff play like he did when uh, he was on his previous team with the Rams. We're seeing the defense still week to week, starting to turn it out and, and defend in some spots. Uh, it was a battle against the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, my nerves were on a million. They, I mean, Kirk Cousins just launching it down the field to uh, Double J, Justin Jefferson, making those catches. Allen uh, uh, Thielen, uh, just Adam Thielen, just, it, just catching it at, at their, their crucial times and everything else. But my God, that offense... Oh, it was so spectacular to watch. And so y'all was just blowing up my DMs and giving me shouts out and everything else. And so, you know, saying that my lines are for real. And so fingers crossed, fingers crossed week to week. I don't want to put all my eggs in the basket, but I'm definitely excited about that, uh, you know, possibly that, you know, seeing the Detroit Lions, their name up there, and then seeing that they're in the hunt. Now above them, obviously is the commanders at seven, five and one. And then you have the New York football giants. there sitting there at seven and five as well. So anything could happen. Oh, I wanted to, you know, fall our way for sure. Cause you know, your girl will continue to lose her mind if they happen to go into the postseason and beyond. So one game at a time, I just got to make sure I scale my NFL loving Detroit Lions self down and just make sure that, you know, it goes, one game at a time. So New York football jets coming up uh, this, this weekend coming up. Hey, the college football. It can't, it's, it's this time of year where December is almost done. We're almost on the cusp of 2023 college football uh, playoffs are happening soon. And the bowls are happening soon. I cannot believe that I, I look upon the calendar and it was just like yesterday where I was going, okay, great. Season's going to start. I'm excited about it. You know, getting all of my TV sets because my husband and I were sports fanatics. And those that watch the show, you know that my husband is a Buckeye fan. You already know if you have not listened to the episode where I pretty much dedicated that uh, an episode to my fellow Michigan fans and including the dismay and disheartment of watching my husband crumble under the sadness of when Michigan did beat them. But now Ohio State is now back into the playoff picture uh, with the unfortunate loss of uh, USC to Utah. And they are back in it, and they will be playing number one ranked Georgia in the Chick-fil-A Bowl that's happening on December 31st. And number two, Michigan will be playing TCU uh, in the other college semifinal the Fiesta Bowl. Uh, this is this is going to be a very, I think both of these games, and, and I've seen a lot through the chat in some of the shows that I was on and people that I was talking to saying that Georgia is going to put a hole in Ohio State. Here's the thing. Um, 
these these weeks that we have in off, these teams are preparing to go into battle with one another. Uh, you got the bowl games are starting uh, Friday the 16th, which is coming up very soon by the time this episode airs. And you you don't know which team that you saw during the season, which that you know which team will show up during that time. So uh, Georgia being undefeated at 13. Oh, Michigan is the other team that's uh, undefeated for the first time ever in 143 years in the college uh, existence of Mi University of Michigan and the football team that they are 13 and 0. We were 13 and 0 in 1997 when it was a 12 game schedule and then we went to the Rose Bowl and won the Rose Bowl which was our 13th win. So this being 13 and 0 going before our game is very historic. Um like I said, you again, you cannot predict and project which college uh, how the football teams are going to show up in their bowls. And it, it's exciting to see all the teams and all these bowls. I mean, I'm today years old finding out that Jimmy Kimmel has a bowl. The comedian Jimmy Kimmel has a bowl uh, named after him. So, but you have all these bowls, all these sponsors that are going to be, you know, doing all these blasts of their product and everything else and all these teams that are going to be in uh, some of the bowls that I'm just really curious to see um, because down near the tail end of the stretch of their schedules, we didn't see them start off. They started off as strong and then, you know, in between just had some unfortunate losses. Uh, December 29th is the bad bowl, the bad boy mowers pinstripe bowl against Syracuse and Minnesota. I'm going to see which quarterback in that game, which offense in that game shows up uh, between both of those teams. Cause again, both of those teams started off very strongly and then in conference play, uh, they started to struggle in, in their divisions, in their uh, conferences uh, down the stretch. So it was just like an odd and odd thing. Uh, Mo Ibrahim for Minnesota is going to be a, a front runner, if not first or if not first round, second round for sure in the um, NFL draft. Uh, the Orange Bowl, the Capital One Orange Bowl, Tennessee is going to take on Clemson. That's going to be a good one. Um, quarter, the Clemson's quarterback, and I know I'm going to butcher his name, DJ Iwagolele, um, yeah, say that five times fast. I know that he transferred, he put himself in a transfer portal. He was pulled from the previous game because Clemson literally got rocked by Notre Dame and he was pulled and that it was the last time that anybody will see him in a Clemson uniform. Uh, so that's going to be another game to most definitely watch uh, for sure. I'm going to go back to the ReliaQuest Bowl of Mississippi State and Illinois at towards the end of the show. Uh, for a, uh, a specific reason. The Rose Bowl game is going to be very good. Utah versus Penn State. Utah, again, uh, putting the foot literally in the second half against uh, USC. And shout out to uh, Caleb Williams. He did win the Heisman Trophy. It was literally four quarterbacks. Everybody that says it on social media was a quarterback's award because quarterbacks for this past several years have been getting a lot of love with in between. You'll see uh, a running back or so that will get it, the, the recognition and the award. But for the most part, it has been a lot of quarterbacks that have won this award. So uh, Max Dugan from uh, TCU, CJ Stroud from Ohio State, and um, Stetson Bennett from Georgia. Uh, how he got in there, I don't know. I, I was hoping my boy um, Blake Corum from Michigan would get in there. I just don't like the fact that early voting and, you know, blow up my DMs and heard that with Marisa.com and leave a message. I don't like early voting when it comes to the Heisman Trophy race. I like the overall body of work. 
Uh, Hendon Hooker for Tennessee came in fifth, and he had that uh, devastating ACL uh, tear that was that put him out for the rest of the season. I think it was down to like the last two or three games that, that Tennessee had left in the season, so he was done. But he came in fifth. Blake came in seventh. Um, so I believe wholeheartedly that if we're going to vote for the best player in college football, it needs to be the overall body of work. And then, you know, those that go into uh, their conference championship games include those as well. You have a few days before, literally you have a week actually, because the conference championship games is that Saturday. Uh, Heisman Trophy goes into that Saturday uh, that next Saturday, and that's where you can select it. So you have that week in, be in between time, and then, you know, cut up, give the voters 48 hours, like two days, three days to vote with the overall body of work. Again, if we're looking at the best player that played in the college football, uh, their college football career that season, then let's look at that instead of, the, I feel, I feel the last two to three, four games. Um, so how he came seventh, I don't even know, but he was outstanding in his own right. Unfortunately, got injured in the Illinois game. That was the second to last game of the regular season before they met Ohio State and beat Ohio State. And that was pretty awesome. Uh, so those are the games that I'm looking for. And obviously, you know, the college football playoffs with the ones that I already listed. So it's going to be a good time. And of course, with all of that happening, you know, the season's ended for a lot of teams or because of injury, several players, their careers ended. And so the transfer portal has been jumping, has been buzzing. Uh, I believe after the announcement that was made with a huge prominent coach, coaching change in Colorado with primetime Deion Sanders going to Colorado, coach two, I think I want to count three seasons, three seasons at Jackson State, uh, two-time SWAC champion, Two-time, um, he has a 27-5 and five record. Two-time, they're SWAC champions. Um, the blueprint that Coach Prime has left for Jackson State, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this twofold. Let, let, me, let, me, let me back up a little bit. He has done in the three seasons for Jackson State and opened up doors. And when I tell you opened up doors, I believe he's the fourth uh, Jackson State has the fourth uh, HBCU that had ESPN College Game Day show up there. As the, you, if those that follow college sports and college football, they'll pick a city that they're going to go to to feature that game, and you know all the fans, student athlete, or student fans, all the fans everywhere will go and you know be all there, whether it be really nice outside, rainy outside, or whatever it is. Uh, college Game Day brings the energy, brings the hype, and you know leads up to uh Lee Corso doing the headgear and, and, and all that. So um Jackson State was selected uh as a location for the show to go to. And that was that was huge, you know, for the fourth HBCU to be showcased on that show. Uh I believe Coach Prime was a big influencer of that. He connected out to so many different businesses, Walmart, American Airlines, so the, his team can go to and fro, connected with another pro football Hall of Famer, Mike Michael Strahan, to get these guys into suits and the ties. Some of the guys didn't know, never had a suit, never owned a suit, let alone didn't know how to tie a tie. That's the coach prime difference there. So when I say that he left a blueprint, he, he opened doors 
so that people that really didn't pay attention to HBCUs and not just stack, uh, Jackson State alone, like Grambling, Alcorn State, uh, Southern, other other schools that have have been part that are part of the HBCUs. I, I believe that he made he made that happen. He he is the one that uh, left that blueprint there. So part of the part of the issue that I can see of some of the HBCU alum and those that are current students or you know again alum that have a problem with Coach Prime leaving already so soon because I I thought he was going to stay there at least five to six years and, you know, do more for, you know, kind of make you know, JC, um, JSU evolve more on the map, which he, he, he has, but I just was hoping some more to, you know, where he would be a challenge to, or Jackson State could be a challenge to some of the, the 1A schools, you know, your Oregon's, your, um, your Texas A&M's or whatever the case is. I mean, we saw it with, Appalachian State when they, you know, pulled the stunning upset against Michigan in 2006. So uh, the blueprint that he established there with the students, with the coaches, and everybody needs to keep in mind, too, and, and, and you know, people are still disappointed in the fact that he took the Colorado job, and I'll go into, you know, that in a moment, that Coach Prime, I, brief, I briefly met him when he worked on NFL Network, and I was at uh, – with with my husband uh at a, uh, what was i at yeah we were in ohio sorry we were in ohio during the hall of fame ceremony and he was coming down from a booth and i you know i said what's up prime and he said hey how you doing but he had zeroed into a particular young man that was, i believe was playing football or you know someone that he had known through, through family friends whatever it was and he just started mentoring this young man and so I was watching it in awe, and everybody around me was like, Prime and Prime, get a photo, picture, you know, can I get your autograph and everything else? And he was so in tune and focused on this young man and what he was, you know, going through, its grades, um, you know, how he was doing at home, was he respecting his mother, you know, and, and just so zoned in on this young man. And I believe that prime is a mentor first and a coach second, because the stories that I have heard from people that know him, that I know directly have always talked about how much mentorship and how much influence that he's had on past players, on coaches that he had either worked with or mentored from people that from students that have may have transferred out of Jackson state graduates, that sort of thing. Now, again, 90% of his student athletes have graduated. 90%. That's phenomenal. Don't you go anywhere. The Heard That with Marisa Tigney podcast will be right back after a brief pause to hear from our sponsor. One of the amazing things that I love to do with my time, I love working out and serving in the community. And through that time, I have met some amazing people and I have met some extraordinary kids. And the one thing, believe it or not, that kids love and ask for is books, because many of them I found that they, they absolutely love reading, which is absolutely incredible. Um, I am so proud that I've met an incredible man uh, by the name of Trevor Romaine, and he is an author. He's an illustrator that has the most 
amazing, amazing literature for kids and for educators and for teachers, as well as parents. You have to check out his books. You have to check out his digital downloads. Uh, I'm, I'm a huge fan of it. If you go to trevorromain.com, uh, T-R-E-V-O-R-R-O-M-A-I-N, no E at the end.com, check out all of his materials that he has, all his books, all his literature and digital downloads. You can save 15%. All heard that listeners, if you check it out, Save 15% at the end of your checkout. Use the code HEARDTHAT, H-E-A-R-D-T-H-A-T, and save 15%. You, I'm telling you what, it is some of the best materials out there that can help children and families become happier, healthier, and more confident. So use the code HEARDTHAT. Save 15% off at trevorromaine.com today. And welcome back to the Heard That with Marisa Tigney podcast. Through all of that, I don't understand the fact that we're just going to hang this over his head about how this was not a great move for him. Coming from a 3000 I think it was $3,000, $300,000, sorry, $300,000 a year salary at Jackson State. And then Colorado offered him $5 million. Okay, that's a significant jump. Okay, yes. And so the, the thing that I was listening to uh, and hearing so much in the media is people were taking his quote when he was introduced as Jackson uh, State's head coach is that uh, God had uh, called him collect and he accepted the charges. You know, so people in the media are hanging out. Hey, well, why didn't God tell you to stay several years more in the Jackson State? Why did you move? I think you did it for the money. I'm sorry, for the money. You were motivated to... You are motivated by the check and all this other stuff and everything else. Well, number one, ladies and gentlemen, let's be real. $300,000, 5 million, okay? Now, let's step back a little bit on the $300,000. He had helped, okay? He had helped with a lot of the facilities getting uh, updated, everything on campus when I was reading, uh, doing the research about that. And that was out of his own pocket. Okay, the water systems that Jackson, Mississippi is going through, and currently right now, it reminds me of back home, uh, many of the family and friends that I know in Flint, because I'm originally from Michigan, uh, that are still going through water systems. And anybody that has uh, gone through not having water to shower, to bathe, to cook, to drink, uh, I've heard horror stories after horror story about not having that essential simple thing is water There's, you know sometimes that we take for granted and out of his pocket the, these young men he had you know water you know come in so they could shower so they could drink so they could you know bathe you know keep up with the personal hygiene and everything else out of his pocket okay so th those are the things that i think are not being focused enough about how much dion prime let me get the let, let me correct myself how much coach prime has done for these student athletes, has done for, I think beyond the student athletes, other athletes that, you know, basketball teams and girls basketball and, and other, other, other sports that are played there at Jackson State. Um, he's taken over a Colorado program that was one in 18 last season. He is the only black coach currently right now in the Pac-12. Pac-12 is loaded with, um, 
with with coaches that are off there. Uh, David Shaw was would have been the other uh, African American coach, but he had stepped down from Stanford. So I know Stanford is looking for a head coach, and hopefully they do replace him with someone of color. Um, you know, they do qualify for that. So we got to give Coach Prime, and, and he's gonna. And I, I think he's gonna do great things uh, for for Colorado. And the example is if you follow him on his Instagram and his son, shout out to his son, Deion Sanders Jr. For the constant um, content that he's putting out, not only on Coach Prime's page, but now on Colorado's page, whoever is on there. I don't think he's doing that one, but whoever's doing the constant um, content on there as well. Because you just, when he landed, after they won the, the second SWAC championship, after he accepted the trophy, boarded a plane, had his son on there, uh, Shadur Sanders, who's going to transfer, uh, as well as well as his other son, Shiloh, is going to transfer to Colorado. Um, and so as soon as he got off the plane, right, like he got there, everybody welcomed him. You saw this beautiful facility. You saw his office. Uh, he walked out to the field. And you can hear on the other side of the field at almost 1.30 in the morning, and if you've ever been to Colorado, Colorado gets dark very quickly. Uh, I used to work out there for a short period of time. And so when it was five o'clock, I'm used to daylight, but five o'clock there, mountain time, darkness, very fast, very quick. So this was later on, at one, almost 1.30 in the morning, you're hearing students just cheer and get excited about prime coming to uh, Colorado and they, they, I mean, literally ticket sales and um, people that are so interested in, you know, getting in any kind of football game, season ticket holders um, have, have gone through the roof. And so uh, I'm excited about what he's going to do and, and turn around. And, and if you watched his introduction to the team, not his introduction to, you know, the media, this is to the team. He, he was real blunt and honest about his expectations, the people, this, the, the athletes that he wants, uh, that people are going to earn the position if they are good. Uh, he like, you know, the transfer portal is open. So, you know, if you would like to leave, you may leave. He goes, but I'm looking for these players that are going to work together, that are going to be fast, that are going to be quick, they're going to be smart. Uh, they're going to do well on the field as well as do good, uh, excellent in their acad ac uh, academics. He he was laying it down the law, and I don't know if any of them did transfer out, but uh, he literally captured that room's attention. So, uh, you know, good luck to Coach Prime next season and turning that program around. And uh, it's going to be it's going to be absolutely exciting to see that. So I, I think that people need to, you know, especially black folk, people of color, we need to give that support to him and the statement that he's going to make. And I'll even say this, I think that, you know, with his resume continuing to expand, if, if his heart desires, he may want to go to the NFL and be a head coach. So we'll see about that. Uh, you know, if confidence was a person in a really nice suit, that's coach prime. <laughs> that is 100% Coach Ryan. I, I've never seen that man doubt or question anything of his of anything concerned. So we'll see how it goes, and, and hopefully that he continues to you know do well. And you know, congratulations and shout out to him, and shout out to 
uh, the Colorado, University of Colorado, the Buffaloes, and see how they're going to do. Uh, recently in the news, the return home of WNBA Center for the Phoenix, Mercury Brittany Griner, has been released from Russian uh, federal prison. Uh, so she was sentenced to nine years for having what is uh, was traces of hashish oil that was in the vape that she was uh, had in her bags when she was getting ready to fly back home to uh, U.S. soil. She had played on a Russian team. I believe it was like in between the WNBA seasons when they were not playing. Uh, he, she was playing for uh, them since 2014. Uh, she was detained that February and had been uh, sentenced, I want to say uh, late, early August. She was uh, sentenced in early August and uh, was sentenced to nine years uh, for that. So it was a, a, a prison swap for a person, I'm not even going to mention their name, but their, their moniker was uh, known as the Merchant of Death. Uh, this person was serving uh, a 25-year sentence. Uh, my heart is happy for her. I was really hoping that the other prisoner that was there uh, that was sentenced for 25 years and accused uh, of spying a gentleman by the name of Ken Whelan. He was sentenced in 2018. Um, he was actually arrested in 2018, sentenced for 25 years and accused of spying. Uh, I was hoping that they, he would be released as well. Um, the thing that was very important that I saw on both ends when I was looking at this in the media and watching the media on different outlets is that the families of Ken Whelan, uh, the families of Brittany Griner continue to talk about Ken Whelan and mention his name and saying that he needs to come home. Uh, while they was, you know, happy and rejoicing that Brittany Griner made it home safe, that they also continue to talk about Ken Whelan and how he needs to be released and back on U.S. soil as quickly and safely as possible. Um, so what's next for Brittany Griner? I do not know. I just know that whatever circumstances and situations that she went through while she was there in Russia, uh, and they have harsh uh, laws when it comes to illegal substances there in their country. So um, she had broke, broke the law. She did cons um, confess that she is guilty of that. Um, and then, you know, like, like I said, the prisoner swap took place. Um, I, I hope that she goes through, you know, therapy and gets her mentals back on track and, and everything. Cause from February until now, early December, you know, it was recently and so much that has transpired and she has gone through, we don't know that we don't know cause we were not there. So that is something that she will definitely have to get you know, all of that out with the therapy and, you know, for her family and, and, um, you know, I hope and I pray that all of that will work out for her. And I pray that Ken Whelan gets back here on United States soil very soon um, for something that, you know, when I was reading it, that that was just absolutely, sorry to say it, but it was absolutely ridiculous what he was charged with um, and, and the harshness of that sentence. So, um, so hopefully the uh, Biden administration and those behind the scenes will get him back to his family uh, very soon and safely. Uh, news came out. Uh, then, I, like I said, I was going back to that that uh, game, Mississippi State and Illinois. Uh, news had came out, unfortunately, uh, just a few hours ago uh, by the time that this episode airs that the 
Mississippi State head football coach Mike Leach has passed away at the age of 61. He went to the hospital that was having heart complications. Uh, he was a incredible fixture in the college football rankings. And something that I did not know is that he never played football. Uh, and I wouldn't have known that for the times that I had watched him on um, not only Mississippi State, but also Texas Tech. And Washington State is where he, he also coached his longest tenure was at Texas Tech from two, from Texas Tech from 2000 to 2009. Uh, Mississippi State did qualify for a bowl. They were slated to play, and I believe they still will play Illinois uh, in, in their bowl. But the resume that this man has, uh, 158 and 107 is his record. He's a two-time national coach of the year. He's known for the air raid offense. It's literally uh, an offensive scheme. And the way to explain it, you would have to like kind of research it because I was watching it on film and it has to do more so with the quarterback and the offense of scheme. And many of the coaches that have worked under his tenure uh, have used that in their plays as well. I mean, the list of people that became head coaches under Mike Leach, from Art Bryles to Ruffin McNeil, Dana Hogelson uh, to Lincoln Riley, uh, Ken Wilson, Dave Aranda, um, Cliff Kingsbury, Josh Heupel, Eric Morris, uh, Sonny Cumbie, I mean, just the, the power of influence in those men, and there's so many more that I didn't even name and apologize for the ones that I butchered their names, of the opportunities and the doors that he opened for these coaches. And it just, it's, it's, it's just heartbreaking because the news when it came out that he was in the hospital and that he was in critical condition. I mean, I saw so many messages go up on social media about uh, Coach Leach and the stories that went off. One in particular because he's known for his uh, off-the-cuff post-conference interviews. Uh, one interview about Halloween candy, <laughs> his distaste of candy corn and the ones that he likes, Smarties and gummy bears, but not just gummy bears. They have to be Haribo gummy bears. And so um, people have, you know, he's he's been known for that, and, but his football mind for someone who has never played the game is just absolutely extraordinary. I want to end the show by uh, these beautiful words by head coach of Ole Miss, Lane Kiffin, who worked with uh, Coach Leach, and he said, "In quote, I truly love Coach Leach, and every minute I shared with him. I've been able to work with several of his former player and coaches, and they have told me so many amazing stories about the impact he has had on their lives. Going back to our years together in the Pac-12, I've always felt tremendous respect and admiration for a coach, his unique personality, his innovative mind, and I can't imagine college football without him. I'm so grateful to be a part of his final win, hug him, and watch him walk off like the winner he is. I know God is welcoming the Pirate home right now, end quote. And uh, thoughts and prayers to his his wife, his children, his grandchildren. Uh, we lost an innovator of, of football way, way too soon. So thinking of those in Mississippi State, those that he had coached in Texas Tech and Washington State, and every single player, every single person that has 
watched him and watched him coach uh, and watched the teams that he's coached and uh, everybody that has had uh, such tremendous respect for him. Uh, I'm thinking of everybody in that aspect. And that makes you just want to uh, call your loved ones, call, you know, people that you haven't talked to in a long time and just reached out to them. So thoughts and prayers for uh, Coach Leach's family, his friends, colleagues, and coaches and players. Uh, and I thank you so much, Heard That Nation, for watching and for listening. And as I always end the show, let me add a little bit more flavor to this. The holidays are coming up. Please have a great holiday, a safe holiday, a happy new year. Uh, taking some time away from the microphone to get ready for the new year. Unless some amazing breaking news happens, I will be coming back on the microphone or you'll see me and follow me on my social medias. And then if you got a comment, please leave it on heardthatwithmarisa.com. Follow me, subscribe, and share. As I always end the show, take care. Stay safe. I'm out of here. Be in the know of new episodes that are coming up on the podcast at heardthatwithmarisa.com. I'm also available on Instagram at Marisa Tigney Podcast, on Twitter at Lovely Marisa T, as well as Facebook on a social media page, Heard That With Marisa Tigney. I appreciate your continued support.